Hallelujah. The seven pillars of wisdom. We have been talking about building through wisdom. We have already established and we are convinced, amen, that it takes wisdom to build anything that is substantive. Anything we think is important in our lives, we have been convinced that it takes wisdom to build it. Our main text has been Proverbs chapter 24, verse 3 and verse 4. It says, by wisdom a house is built. And a house stands for anything that is of substance to you, whether it's your family, whether it's your business, whether it's your career, whether it's a relationship. It takes wisdom to build it. And by understanding, it is established, it's made solid. And by knowledge, the rooms are filled with all the pressures and pleasant riches. It takes wisdom to start something and to finish it in style. Proverbs 9 verse 1 says, Wisdom has built the house. She has hewn out the seven pillars. That's where we are getting the topic of our, of our teaching for the past month. And the seven pillars, we find them in, verse, in chapter 8, verse 12 and 14. It says, I, wisdom, personifying wisdom, I dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. Verse 13, and the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance and the evil way. And the perverse mouth I hate. Verse 14, counsel is mine and wisdom and sound wisdom and I am understanding and I have strength. We have established that the seven pillars of wisdom are prudence. Can everybody say prudence? Knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord. Counsel. Sound wisdom. Understanding, understanding and strength. We have already discussed prudence, knowledge and discretion, understanding, the fear of the Lord, counsel and sound wisdom. Today I want to go into details to look at the pillar of strength or the pillar of power. In verse 14, the Bible says, counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding and I have strength. So the last pillar we are talking about in Proverbs there is the pillar of strength or the pillar of power. There is no point, Mazalwani, in us studying wisdom and unpacking it in details if there is no power to implement the solutions we find from it to the answers of the challenges we have about life. Now let's define this last pillar, the pillar of strength. The word strength in Hebrew is the word geboro, 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 which means the following. It has implication for the word valor, victory, force, mastery, might, or act, or power, or strength. That word strength, we can actually summarize it to be characterized in three things. So all the synonyms that I have read of valor, victory, force, mastery, might, mighty, power, and strength, we can actually summarize the pillar of strength in three things. In, actually, in, in four things. Power, mastery, valor, and victory. It means, Masalani, 
as a child of God, we have to look at that and unpack it, Bazalal. Unpack it in a way that we look at strength. When we say wisdom brings strength in your life, what do we mean? We look at these four components of strength. The first one that you have there, it is what we call power. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 says, wisdom, verse 19 says, wisdom makes one wise man more powerful than the ten rulers in a city. When you have wisdom, it says it makes you, it transforms you, it empowers you. Are you there? It empowers you, giving you an acumen of being compared with city leadership when it comes to leaders. It means it makes you an extraordinary leader when it is benchmarked against 10 outstanding leaders in the city. Now the benchmark is we go into the city and we find who are the leading 10 leaders in the city. When you possess wisdom, the suggestion is that wisdom must transform you to be a leading citizen and not just an ordinary citizen. That's what the scripture says. That is why when we read in Deuteronomy chapter 13, chapter 1, verse 13 to 14, the scripture says, choose well-respected men from each of your tribe for their wisdom and understanding and I will appoint them as your leaders. So wisdom is a biblical prerequisite for anybody who is aspiring to be a leader. I don't know about you. I'm an aspirant leader. I want to be an effective leader. I want to be a transformational leader. I want to be an engaged person in society. I'm not, I don't want things to be delivered to me. I want to make things happen. So if you are aspiring to be a leader, wisdom when it comes, it gives you power to lead. You can't say I have wisdom and be passive. There's things, once you have wisdom, you must demonstrate in your leadership always. It means always when wisdom is upon you, you must demonstrate leadership. How do you demonstrate leadership? When you take responsibility for your vision to materialize. You know as a person, you are born with a purpose. You are here on earth under assignment. You, there is a vision that God has given to you. A vision for your life. A vision for your family. A vision as a member of the body of Christ. Now, you must make that vision to be real. You need to set goals and you must attain them. And it means you must find resources. Don't wait to be given resources. When you, you, when you demonstrate leadership, you, you, you find resources to make the vision that you have to materialize. You, you, you must find people to assist you. You must set aside time. You must find knowledge and use it. You must pray. You, you, you must get money to make things happen. You, you, you must get venues. You, you must get buildings. You, you need to do everything else. You must buy textbook. You must read. You must get into a library if you don't afford. You, you, you must find resources that you don't have. 
Don't wait for anybody to give you anything. Find what is important to you. And make decisions that count in order to thrive. Don't wait for anybody else to make decisions for you. Take risks for yourself. Form strategic partnership for success. Partner with people. Network with purpose. Find people who have skills you don't have. Who have experience you don't have. Who have money you don't have. Who have opportunities you don't have. Who have connections you don't have. Who pray more than you pray. Who know God better than you know God. Who have been in this thing for a long time. Find strategic partnerships in order to lead wherever God has placed you. Have a drive. Have a drive. Have a stimulus to have initiative. Even when you face setbacks, be proactive. excuse. Do something for yourself. Ask, pray, fast, bless, learn. Be proactive. You don't get blessed by being passive. You won't know what is going to work for you until you take the first step. Stick your neck out. And do everything with integrity. Every time. Build a good testimony for God's sake. You are an ambassador of the kingdom of God. Be holy. Be truthful in your dealings. Nom shiga shiga. No cold drink, no coffee. No brown envelopes, no black plastic bags that are stuffed with things. Be holy, be pure, be straight. Be, be, be a person who is honest in your dealings. No lie, no compromise. In the Bayaku, it must be straight, it must be righteous, it must be clear, it must not be crooked. If you have to go to these, it is not yours. Let go. Be result driven. Prioritize effectiveness and efficiency. Don't, don't just work for the sake of working. Don't just plow for the sake of plowing. Don't just pray for the sake of praying. You must be driven by results. And keep yourself inspired. Feed your energy. Feed your fire. There's many things that will dampen your spirit. There's many people who are haters. Who want to crush you. Who want to discourage you. Who don't want to see you prosper and succeed. There's many negative elements and resistant forces that are out there. Keep your spirit alive. Be aflamed. Keep on going. Keep on fighting. And never give up. I like what Jim Rohn said. He says the challenge of leadership is to be strong. Not to be rude. To be kind, but not to be weak. To be bold, but not to be a bully. To be thoughtful, but not be lazy. To be humble, but not be timid. To be proud, but not be arrogant. To have humor, but without fully. Hallelujah.
Blessed be the name of the Lord. Are you still here? Are you at home? Are you still here? Hallelujah. The second one. No, before we go into the second one. Daniel 2.23, the scripture says, I thank and praise God of my fathers, for you have given me wisdom and power. You have made me, you have made known to me what I asked of you. You have made known to us the dream of the king. Now, when you read that verse, you must recognize and appropriate the power that accompanies wisdom in your life. The same way Daniel made his own. It means, don't shy away from receiving the power that God gives to you. Receive it and use it where you are. Don't wait to be voted. Don't wait to be selected. Don't wait to be affirmed. Do something where you are. Don't wait for organization. Don't wait for party. Don't wait for society. Don't wait for church. Don't wait for movement. Start where you are. Don't wait for groups. Start where you are. Bazalon, you need to you need to use what God has given to you. Proverbs 24 verse 5 says a wise man has great power. Another translation says a wise man is strong. It means, Bazalon, when the Bible says that about you, when you receive the wisdom of God, you must affirm the greater power and strength that wisdom releases in your life for the sake of the kingdom of God. The second characteristic that characterizes strength is mastery. Mastery. When you read 1 Kings chapter 7, verse 13 and 14, the Bible tells us about King Solomon. It says, King Solomon then asked for a man named Huram to come to Tyre. He was half Israeli since his mother was a widow from the tribe of Naphtali. And his father had been a craftsman in bronze from Tyre. Huram was extremely skillful and talented in any work in bronze. He came to do all the metal work of King Solomon. Yes, King Solomon, he chooses not to issue a tender. He has a building program. He says, I'm not going to issue a tender. He looks around and he finds a man called Huram. The Bible says he, he was extremely skillful. It says his father, his father, Huram's father, was a bronze craftsman. So himself became skillful and talented. You know, sometimes we are in a house of power, but we don't imbibe power. We are in a house of discipline. We don't imbibe discipline. 
We are in a house of knowledge, but we play around with knowledge. We are in a house of opportunity. We play around with opportunity. Here's Hura. His dad was a mastermind when it comes to technical things. We have hired them to other people. Did. When your parents were there, we bought him You are a consumer, not learning skill. You are a job seeker, man. You are a rent collector when you're supposed to be a job creator. That's not wisdom. That's not wisdom. So Solomon looked for somebody who was extremely, extremely skillful and talented. He looks for somebody who is a mastermind, who has mastered their craft. He says, this one, I will give them a tender. When you have mastered your skills, people will look for you. You will not look for jobs. Tenders will look for you. Opportunities will look for you. Your gift will open a room for you. It will go ahead of you. It will speak for you. It will create a reputation of success, of money, of breakthrough for you. They will line up for you when you are not lining up for them. So God expects you to be exceptionally well in your performance where he has empowered you through his wisdom. Albert Einstein said, only one who devotes himself to a cause with his whole heart or whole strength and soul can be a true master. For this reason, mastery demands all of a person. You must devote. You must devote to your craft. You must devote to your knowledge. You must devote to your expertise to be in demand. What does it take to be a master? What is the price you must pay? The price includes the following. Aligning your strength to the purpose of God. God can anoint you for what he has not sent you into. God has not equipped you for frivolous and stupid things. God has, 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 has sent you and equipped you for his purpose, for his mission. It requires intense focus. Not just focus, intense. You must be intense. You must not be scatter-minded. You must be single-minded. It requires dedicated time. You must set aside time to practice your craft, to improve your skill. You need time. You must give yourself wholly. Wholly. Don't be double-minded. Don't have your finger in many pots. Dedicate your time to what is your mastery. Don't do it when you are tired. You must have unyielding determination. You must be determined. They tell us that the person who made the light bulb failed more than a thousand times. Failed, but they never gave up. They failed more than a thousand times. 
They tell us that people who were making the aircraft, they crashed many times. They crashed many times, even to the point of death. But they had an undeterred determination. You disconnect to power, you find another church. You have never asked God if that church is where God wants you, where your gifts will be stead. And people dislocate you from your power and you have load shedding. You miss the anointing, you miss the power, you miss the breakthrough, you miss the growth. It requires constant practice. You must, you, you can't be a master chef if you don't try many receipts and fail. You can't be a powerful pianist if you don't have time to play and rehearse. It takes time to practice your craft. You can't be a great engineer unless you are prepared to experiment and experiment until you find what you are looking for. It takes practice. You don't learn prayer by coming to church. You learn prayer by praying. You must practice prayer. You, you, you don't learn the Bible by taking notes. You learn the Bible by reading the verses on your notes. Practice. That is why they say, there's a saying that says, practice makes perfect. You must have continued effort to unlock your creativity. But you must have endless energy. You have to be staying with it until you become, you, you, you unlock your creativity. You, 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 you must push it with all your energy. And you must tirelessly sharpen your craft. You need to be always improving your skills. If you're a speaker, speak next to the mirror. Present your message, present your sermon. Preach to yourself. Stand with the right posture. If you are a modeler, have your catwalk at home. Practice your walk. Your tense, your moves. Improve your craft. Improve your craft. If you work frontline, improve your dress code. Look at magazines. How do people there? Dress for success. Dress for leadership. Dress for promotion. Dress for significance. You know where you are going. You know who you are. You are not going to be trapped in frontline. There's somewhere you are going. Unlock the doors for yourself. The third element there in the characteristics of strength is valor. Valor. I like what Publius Cyrus said. He says, valor grows by daring. Fear by holding back. Yeah. 
You see, courage, confidence grows when you dare yourself. When you do the things you are afraid to do, but still do them. Fear grows when you hold back. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power. There's the power. Of love and self-discipline. God has given you valor. The spirit of power. Don't chicken around. Don't hold back. Don't be intimidated. Don't be scared. And hold back from doing the things that you are supposed to do. You see, Mazalan, being valor, being, having valor is being valiant about the following. I said to him, you know that's how far people go. They show off their confidence. It's a misuse of strength. It's a misuse of strength. You have valor or you 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 are you must show being valiant in the following day by expanding your strength. But you, 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 you must be confident to expand your strength. You, you, you must express your talent. There's so many talented people, but how they talk, they talk themselves down. And Ozofa Ngembel. Ozofa. You show valor when you face uncharted territory, unknown and unpredictable things. It means you must go where you have never been before. If you have been unemployed, try business. You have never tried it. If you failed, at least you know how to do it better next time. Yeah. At least you know. You know. Face the things you have never done before. During the week, I had somebody who was driving. A lady. Was she a I said, Mutu. And what for Malumuntu? Hey, Angas, Angas. You know, there's certain things that don't happen in our lives. I know that might be a silly one, example that I gave. But there's certain things that don't happen in our lives because we don't want to go into uncharted territory. We want the predictable. We want the tried and tested. How sebeti marubatlam sebeti? 
You're already insecure. You're already unprotected. Why can't you start a business? You've got nothing to lose. Your life is already unpredictable. Whether you lose or you gain, it makes no difference in your life. Because unemployment is your reality. Who pays you when you're unemployed? Nobody. You remember the lepers? The lepers took their chances. And they landed into tents. Where there was feasting, where there was jewelry. Hey, hey, Baluta man, Aluta continua. The lepers looted, but they took their chances. If they found you on the street as a leper, they would stone you. If you are a leper, so far, it. Stress. Why don't you take your chances with God? Wisdom gives you strength that gives you valor. Valor means you follow your faith in God's word where it takes you despite your doubts and your fear. You still have doubts. Because there's things, you see when you have potential, you have not tested that strength. It's underlying. It takes a test to see what your capacity is. But if you don't test it, it stays the same. You still don't know. But it takes faith. It takes faith. Daniel, when, when he was thrown in the fire, he didn't know there will be angels. We are reading after the fourth man and we are getting spiritual. With him, look at his statement. He says, whether you throw us in the fire, we won't bow. He didn't talk redemption. He didn't talk salvation. It is only when he's in the fire that he discovers there is salvation in standing on your faith. It is only in the fire that he says, hey, Angishigant. He wouldn't have known the fourth man. He wouldn't have known that the angels that God releases unless he was prepared to follow his faith in God's word. Wherever it was leading him to. God says I'm a provider. But you are not testing that. God says I'm your keeper. But you are keeping yourself. God says I'm your shelter. But, but you are making decisions out of fear. But he's your shelter. Valor means you will follow your curiosity wherever you are prompted by the Holy Spirit. 
Some of you, you are not curious enough. You're not curious. The Holy Spirit prompts you. You're not curious. God does incredible things. You don't follow them. People come and talk about fasting. You're not curious about fasting. Business as usual. People talk about the anointing. You're not curious. How labalabele anointing? People talk about being in the Word. They, they meditate on it. You're not curious about the excitement they have. The Bible says, come, taste, and see. Taste and see. Taste. Just a taste. Just a taste of the anointing will make you different. Just a taste of continuous prayer will transform your life. Just the taste of trusting God and standing on your vision. Just that taste. Just the taste of one victory. You'll never remain the same. Vala is about testing your ideas that emanate from your spirit in meditation. That is why we all need quiet time. Sometimes as you are sitting down and having a quiet time, you are examining your life, you are reflecting. God brings ideas. Sometimes it's in the car. Sometimes it's in the shower. Sometimes it's when you are sleeping. In silence, God brings ideas. Take those ideas. Godly ideas that line up with your vision and apply them. Valor is about taking the pressure and the pain that comes with making progress. To make progress, Bazalon, there's pressure. It's pressure. You know, it's like when we run and you are running a, an ultra marathon. Let's say it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a 50 kilometer. After 30, you are in pains. But you keep running. After 42, you are asking yourself, Mbengenzan. <laughs> but you are eight kilometers to go. Life is like that. Before a child can be born, women go to labor. When of it, is it a girl or a boy? Boza law begagu labor. But I want to give birth to things. There's pain, there's sacrifice, there's inconvenience. Do you know what I'm saving is painful? Because how say vile? How say that's what wisdom teaches you. It gives you the courage, the boldness to face the pain, to face the sacrifice because you know the big picture. You know what you're going to get. You know what is at stake. And this Nin observed. She observed. 
that life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. Your life, whether it's growing or it's shrinking, depends on your valor. The things you are prepared to face and swallow with courage. Application. The fourth thing we learn from this word strength is the word victory. Proverbs 21, 22, it says, a wise person, a wise person can, 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 not can't, can. A wise person can defeat a city full of warriors and tear down the defenses they trust in. A wise person can, can defeat can defeat. Wisdom crafts winners and overcomers in those who possess it. You see, when wisdom is in your life, it crafts you, it makes you a champion. That is why, even when, you know, when you're a champion, you're not easily offended. If you watch boxing, if you watch boxing, the day they come to weigh, these guys are looking at each other. This one says, you're a chicken winner. Chicken. 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 This one looks, he says, you're fried eggs winner. And, and they're provoking one another. And somebody has to come in between them. Contest. When you do things, people mock you. When Nehemiah was building a wall, they say, even a fox, when it walks on that wall, this wall will fall. When I saw your car, When wisdom is in the inside of you, even though they mock you, you know you are a champion. You see, Goliath mocked David. And David told him, gonna cut your neck. And that's what he did. Power. Strength. Strength for victory. Wisdom drives you for victory. It crafts a winner in you. Thick-skinned. They will criticize you, but you're still standing. Still fighting. Going for your fruits. Going for your victory. Going for your breakthrough. I heard one celebrity says, when people criticize me, I look at my bank account. But when you are thriving and succeeding, they may spat on you, 
there? If you are a politician and you are leading as a premier and somebody decides to run a cartoon about you, at least when you are leading a province, at least they are, scri- they are still scribbling like children. <laughs> like writing funny drawings about you when you are making progress. They may make your head bigger. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. But you are in bigger opportunities. Uh, uh, application. When we talk about victory, it's becoming victorious over ourselves. So that we are not self-destructive, but we grow and we are maturing in Christ-likeness and deep biblical spirituality. It is about winning, enriching, and fulfilling your mission faithfully and fruitfully in the call that God has for your life. But we must not shy away from victory. Therefore, we must seek the following. We must be eager to be victorious. We must make victory desirous. You see, when, when we go for outreaches, when we go to outreaches in communities, and the vision is there, we pray. God, give us souls. God, heal the sick. When we go into the service, we come with expectation, with anticipation. Oh God, let the gifts of the Spirit operate. Let the power of the devil be destroyed. Let drugs, whatever, we come with anticipation. We are desirous. We are desirous of spiritual victory over demonic forces. Be desirous of profitability in your business. Be eager for your promotion. Be eager for your growth. It must be in you. Trust God to be a victor. Trust God. You're not going to be a victim. Trust God. Strive for victory. Work for victory. Have you seen people who want to win a prize? Sometimes I watch videos of these top athletes who are in soccer. They're there doing the drills. I mean, these guys are highly paid already doing the drills. They don't come to, to gym drunk. Are you there? This person is paid 10 million a month. Euros. A month. He's paid that money. Money is doing the drills. They're doing the drills. They're doing the drills. Are you there? They are working for their victory. You must do your spiritual drills. You must go into your private place, confess the word, pray, 
bring down demonic stronghold. Psych your mind with the word. Put victory in your lips. Victory in your mouth. Victory in your mindset. Victory in your spirit. They prepare well to win. You must prepare. You must prepare. They watch videos of their opponents. They build stamina in the gym. They eat right. They sleep well to recover for the next day. They keep their mind in a fresh and the right place. You know, brother, and I was watching when the, when the Liverpool guys and the Tottenham guys were in the, in the tunnel before they go in there. Focused. Having kids hand, holding their, the hands of the kids there. Focused. No weapon formed against me shall profit. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is my stronghold. They prepare to win. Don't go to an interview as a, champ- as a chicken. Go as a champion. Have your champion grills prepared. If they ask this question, this is how I will respond. This is how I will turn around. Go with the right frame of mind. Don't take anything for granted. They recover from their losses and failures and keep going for their anticipated victory. Keeps on going. See, athletes, Bazalan, when they finish Comrades Marathon, they crawl into the finish line. They crawl. For whatever medal is there, they crawl. You've just been retrenched. Nobody has shot your mind out. You still have your mind intact. You still have the Holy Bible in front of you. You still have God on the throne. There's no crisis in heaven. It's a matter of faith. God can deal with this. You can deal with unemployment. You can deal with retrenchment. This is just a divorce. It's not hang pan. If somebody chooses to get out of your life, good rhythms. Good rhythms. They choose not to associate with you. Let life go on. They don't know what they are missing. They don't know what you have to offer. They only had 12 years to experience what you had to offer. You had a lifetime of so much to give. Hold your life together. You are not hopeless and helpless as a D4C. There's a God of a second chance, a third chance, a hundred chance, a thousand chance. They know that victory has a limited shelf life. And they always inspire themselves for better challenges ahead. I want to challenge you, Pasalwani, to always look ahead. Victory must open a door to another. For we have been transformed from glory 
to glory. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is awesome. Your word is amazing. Your word is alive. Your word is real. You are El Shaddai. You are God Almighty. Nothing is too difficult for you. You are omnipotent. You do great things, oh God. We thank you for the wisdom we have that gives us strength. For we have power. We have valor. We have mastery. And we have victory. Victory is ours. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory in Christ Jesus. For this is the victory that we have to overcome the world. Greater is he that is in us than the one who is in the world. Father, I pray for the blessing of this word on everybody in this place. That Lord, as they reflect on the seven pillars of wisdom, they must see a life of great possibilities for themselves, for you, through their lives. I pray. I pray. Bless your children, O oh God. As we have our eyes closed, every head bowed. Maybe you are coming here for the first time. Somebody invited you. You have never looked at your life in a positive way. You have always undermined yourself. I want to introduce you to Jesus Christ, to receive Jesus Christ in your life, that he may give you strength. Strength to live on and be a better person because he loves you. Where you have sins, he will forgive you your sins and give you a new nature and make you his child. If you are here in this place, you say, Pastor, pray for me. Just show me by raising your hand wherever you are seated and I'm going to pray for you. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. It's your chance to give your life to God. Just show me by raising your hand wherever you are seated and I'm going to pray for you. Just raise your hand wherever you are. You are in the right place to receive God in your life. Anybody in this place, I'd like to pray for you. Anybody? Anybody? I'd like to pray for you. Anybody in this place? I'd like to pray for you. Anybody? I'd like to pray for you. Just show me by raising your hand wherever you are.